0: Hello to all our listeners and welcome to number 24 of The Media Beat with Maureen and Claire. As you know by now, Maureen is the lead partner in the media practice of Arthur D. Little and Claire is a very well-known media commentator, consultant and operative, having held many senior high-profile posts um, in many media companies. Um, As we teased last week, we have a very special guest today. Um, they're all very special to us, but maybe we've even surpassed ourselves here with um, Shan Doyle, um, who we're very pleased to welcome to the podcast. Now, many of you will know that Shan is a CEO of Welsh Broadcaster S4C, um, but there is a lot more to her than that. What is unusual about Shan, and we're going to find out a little bit more about that, is that she has come from the telecommunications industry and the retail sector. She's worked extensively in Canada, the United States, here in the UK. She was the Managing Director of TalkTalk, a telecommunications company, and prior to that, Director of Retail at EE, responsible for the retail strategy and leading a team of 3,500 staff across 600-plus stores in the UK. She's also been the Senior Vice President of Retail at Comcast Cable in Philadelphia. So she has enormous senior experience, both geographically and industry sector. It is an absolute pleasure to welcome her to our humble podcast good afternoon to you shan
1: thank you very much and thank you for the invite it was a very uh, nice introduction as well. <laughs>
0: oh good I, I'm not sure I did you justice but anyway so uh, Claire and Maureen are absolutely as usual chomping at the bit um, to uh, get under the skin of Sean's um, journey to where she is and what she's discovered from other sectors that are um, highly relatable to the media, se- uh, media sector. So um, without further ado uh, Maureen I know that you're raring to go with the first question so I'll hand over to you.
2: Thank you so much, Oliver, and welcome, Jean. Um, We've been so looking forward to this, uh, this, this podcast. Um, I've dropped hints uh, in the various meetings, and uh, I was at a conference last night, and uh, equally I dropped a hint that we've got a special guest today. I have to say one of the lawyers did guess, so I, uh, <laughs> which I was quite surprised about. So um, anyway, well, let's, let's, let's just set the context, and I know this is a burning question for everybody uh, including Claire myself uh, we'd love to hear uh how had this route this path to becoming <laughs> the CEO of uh, S4C you've got a fantastic background as uh, as we just heard um Oliver uh, set it out for us but we'd love to hear in your own words that path to um, the CEO of uh, S4C the Welsh broadcaster yeah
1: so i think um i um started my career in retail and and then moved into telecoms. Um, The one thing that the hint probably um, using some of your um, introductions is that I speak Welsh. And um, after finishing um, with work with TalkTalk, I'd actually decided to retire. Um, TalkTalk decided to go private and that wasn't where I wanted to be. So I retired and was going to do a portfolio career going forward. However, um, the, the call came and said would you like to do uh, the role in uh, S4C and I actually did say well I'm not qualified to do it because I've never done media before but actually the more you look at it um, there's a lot of similarities in terms of what I've done so if you think that my, my consumer background I've always worked with customers and and thought about how we were going to satisfy our customer base from a retail perspective whether that was when I was working for Asda or from a telecoms perspective so that understanding the customer understanding your audience is absolutely critical and more so now in the world that we're in with digital and multi-platforms and so on it's not quite as straightforward as creating a program and putting it on a slot anymore um so i think that's that's sort of a, a part of my 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 Career I can bring into this role. I also have um, done a lot of work with digital and platforms and, and looked at you know different channels to market. And whilst the terminology might be different, the actual basics of what you're doing are easily really similar. Um, and then I've had to learn about broadcasting. So um, which is you know working with creatives is a little bit different to perhaps working with Apple or Samsung or or some of the suppliers I used to work with before. So that's how I got here, um, and and you know, to be absolutely honest, it's an absolute privilege to lead uh, a broadcaster which has such a purpose um, in terms of the Welsh language and the culture, um, and it feels a little bit like I'm giving back to Wales um, in in my in the last my my husband keeps saying you're never gonna give up but I am thinking this is my, my, my role for um but I'm loving it and, and it I genuinely I was I was speaking at a conference last night. I genuinely believe it's a privilege um because the Welsh language is, is at a great place at the minute with the resurgence and the football and everything else that we're seeing about what's happening. Um and there's a real pride in our identity in Wales, um, always has been, but even more so now. Um, so, yeah, a great time to be part of it. And also, you know, uh, the media landscape doesn't look like broadcasting in the old world. You know, we, we're 40 years old in this, product, in this we'll see this year. Um, and I was saying to somebody last night, you know, when you were changing the channel, there were four channels in Wales when we launched on the 1st of November 1982. And you had to get up off the chair and press a button to change. You know, if you look at it now, you can choose to stop, rewind, decide what content you watch. You know, it is unbelievable, the change in those four decades. And um, and therefore, it's a good time to to really think about how our strategy is going to move forward with platforms and so on and, and really become relevant in, in the landscape that we're in now. Sorry, it's a very long winded answer to
2: your question
3: no it's it's brilliant and i want to i want to go a little bit further into what it means to be a regional broadcaster especially a welsh language broadcaster today but first of all i have to ask do you get to meet ryan reynolds
1: i have met ryan reynolds yes. yeah <laughs> our, our 40th birthday um he we had a concert in new york um to celebrate the fact that Wales were going to be playing football in qatar and we were playing against the us so we had a, a launch concert in new york and ryan reynolds and rob mcclennie came which was a real honor That's,
3: yeah it's brilliant and it's i mean that 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 whole show and the, the exposure it's given to world football it's been fantastic but tell me uh before we go into the regional broadcasting i'm i'm really curious You've outlined, obviously, a lot of bridges, similarities, things that you've learned in other parts of your careers that you were able to to apply to, to what's going on. And as you said, we are in such a state of change in the media industry that it's really super useful to have other perspective. But was there anything that really surprised you that, you know, arriving into this world of broadcasting that you went, wow, this is really different? Um,
1: yes, yes and no. No in the fact that, you know, you You've, you're a consumer of content all the time aren't you I think I think that the bit that surprised me was um that the change had happened so fast and um that sort of um changing the sector and changing you know it that transformation if you like um the audience now is pulling rather than uh, you know the broadcaster's pushing if if you like you know the audience lead now what they want Um, and therefore being able to change to that um, and and perhaps it's not a surprise because it's the same in in any sector that you work in but you know when you do we did the same in online retailing you know sort of that change came and suddenly happened and then everybody was catching up so so it's very similar I think in in this landscape.
2: I think it's uh, I think it's great to see, um, and I think you've uh, alluded to this. I, I was surprised actually; it's only forty years old, uh, not not that long, <laughs> not that long. No. But but that said, and I, as you say, there's a resurgence in a real appreciation of the Welsh speaking uh, uh, programming and uh, just a real appreciation of the language itself. Um, with that said, h- how are you balancing that respect and homage to the Welsh language uh, speaking language? and actually trying to also to attract a wider audience.
1: Yeah, well, we, you know, we, we're quite unique because, you know, it's one channel and, and you start from the little ones at, at zero when they start watching TV all the way through to, to the older generation. Um, you know, we have challenges like everybody else in attracting younger audiences. Um, and what we have to do, and, and we talk about this a lot, is, is, is really keep the channel relevant and the Welsh, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's Welsh language or English or or Korean when you watch Squid Games or, or whatever, unless people want to watch that content, you know, so it, it is about keeping it relevant. Well, the platform, um, sort of the multi-platform world we're in now allows us to do is to be able to target audiences, whereas before you had one channel, which, you know, if you were zero through to to 60 or 45, you only had one channel to watch, whereas now we can actually target differently and therefore create different content so our young um, we have a young um people's brand called Hanch which is for 16 to 24 year olds which is mainly digital you know and 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 that's where so so i think the opportunity for for the welsh language is is greater now and and the flexibility that we have that the challenge then is is they've got so much to choose from. So you're actually having to be loud in a very, very unbelievably exciting and busy um, landscape. So so we've got to be really clear on creating, we call it creating content that has noise to it so that people listen and people, you know. And, and we also make sure that our three genres um, that we really think are sort of not not more important but but they're quite strategic for us as children because of our purpose and the fact that we you know we're part of this million speakers of welsh language by 2050 which the government welsh government are driving and we're very much a part of that sport brings an amazing opportunity live but also an opportunity to bring uh, communities in that perhaps are not always familiar with the channel um, and therefore reflect, reflecting that culture in Wales. And then drama, you know, we have an amazing legacy in Wales of drama, like amazing. Um, so let's build on that. And that actually does create uh, content that people notice. And, you know, and I'm sure we, we're unbelievably proud that um, Netflix on Easter Sunday tweeted in Welsh about content in Welsh on that, on that platform. You know, that, that was, you know, we've always sold um, drama, but it's been back to back, whereas this was about selling the Welsh language on Netflix and it's the first time the Netflix have had Welsh-only content. But that's normal now. If you think about the BAFTAs and the Oscars, they had The Quiet Girl as a film which was done in, in Irish and then you have also had All Quiet on the Western Front in German. So COVID and audiences are getting more and more um, keen about authenticity of the content and therefore happy to watch it on subtitles. and ha- So therefore, the language shouldn't be a barrier r- longer for us to not only make sure that the quality is in Wales, but also that we can go a bit further out with our content as a channel. And we do punch above our weight, you know, I think, as a, as a channel, because we've got such talent in Wales. When you think there's only 3 million people in Wales, it's not bad.
3: Mm-hmm. And talking about talent, how are you finding it? Because you, you do have an incredible... Wealth of talent in, in, in Wales, but also a, a really strong production facilities and, you know, a, lo- yeah. a lot of people there. And, and in it's fact, real. a lot of people have noticed and come to Wales now to produce. How are you finding access to talent? Is, it, is there more competition?
1: Um, I think more so now because, you know, Cardiff is, is the third largest city. Uh, for the creative sector behind London and Manchester, which we're really proud of. The Welsh government are really supportive of the creative sector. You know, we've had Netflix, we've we've had Apple coming to film in in Wales, we've got HBO. So that talent is amazing, because it keeps people within Wales. It's a bit harder for us, because we then need them to speak Welsh as well. (laughs) So the pool is a little smaller. But, you know, I think EsperDirect have got to be and nothing to do with me, but my predecessors and the channel for the last 40 years have created a very, very strong independent production sector in Wales. It wouldn't have happened without EsperDirect and with without the channel. Um, and when you think we deal with 40, 50 production companies for creating our content, and we're delighted that they are also, you know, sort of working with Channel 4, with Channel 5 and BBC. So I think that that... The channel has actually helped to build that creative sector in Wales and, um, you know, and, and keep our talent in Wales, which I'm delighted to do. Um, do we have a shortage at the minute? Yes, everybody does, the pandemic and everything else. But, you know, what a great place to be in Wales, you know, at the moment. And um, we are, we've we just opened a studio in, in partnership with... Um, with the Welsh government and, uh, and Rondo up in North Wales, you know, so, so, so to see that growth really happening is, is superb. I think. Is there,
2: is there something about um, you know new technologies that can that can help you as well, given given kind of your, your size? And as you as you pointed out, you're punching way above your weight there. Like you know, I,
1: I think so. I think, I think, yes, I, I, I sort of had a look at, you know, the virtual productions. And, and, you know, there's been an announcement in Wales that we're going to open uh, one of those facilities in Cardiff. Um, the, I think, I think, yes, because, you know, you can, I was talking to one of our main actors in Wales, and he was saying, well, I've just done a film in India on a mobile phone. So we need to explore all of that. And I think that's, absolutely an opportunity and you know the latest technology you can see in the BBC studios in Cardiff are just phenomenal but there's also one of the challenges I think is the digital talent and um, you know sort of how do we keep that because the the you know, they are so in demand digital scientists and data scientists. Do you know what I mean? Those kind of skill set that you don't think normally about having in broadcasting, we have to think about having in terms of understanding our audiences, personalization, etc. Um, so that I think is gonna be a challenge because um you know they're being gobbled up by your Amazons and your booking dot coms and Expedia and so on. So it's really important that we get that talent as well, I think, and and think about how we how we bring those to the fore.
3: And talking about that, about that, that you' you've mentioned it a couple of times, this idea that you you need to really understand your audience, that you need to start yeah. targeting in a very different way. That's not very natural for a lot of TV people. And as you were saying earlier, TV's used to pushing. They're not really used to being pulled and they're sure. not really used to having to find audiences because it used to be you switched on the TV and here it was. Uh, how are you finding that? What, what, what are the key challenges and how are you exploring that?
1: Well, we we spend a lot of time now looking at our personas and you know who we're targeting. Esparag it, it traditionally had an, an older audience and, and we've been really driving... Uh, and thinking about our younger uh, sort of 16 to 44 age range. And and we've grown that exponentially this year, which is fantastic. Um, And that's about really thinking about the content, who you're targeting, what are you trying to do, and and being quite forensic about it. I couldn't tell you that we were great at it yet. We're really, my team, I've got a brilliant team building that now. But but that's something that, um, you know, creatives tend to go on gut feel sometimes don't they and do you know what i mean so we, we're trying to balance both because i think that's still unbelievably important but you want to also start thinking about who am i targeting are we really thinking about that audience and and so on so yeah um but it's a we're, we're very early journey but i've got a great team starting to really pull that data now and understand who we're targeting and so on
3: that must be an interesting change management process for you know, as you say, a small a small organization that has that you know. Has, has yeah. How is that going? Well, I think I think it, it
1: you know, it, it it any changes and transformation is 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 sort of hard and, um, but it's exciting as well. I think and and I think you know, you, when you've had people who've thought linear for so long and that's exactly how they should have done because that's what they, their market was it's it's slowly moving towards that and but but going back to my point earlier the audience are pulling really hard you know they're 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 very much telling you what what they want and where they want to watch you you know quite often i I keep saying people don't really know what platform they're watching anymore i I was listening to somebody talking about bbc3 and this they asked the this audience well do you do you watch BBC oh no I don't and then they asked them about the program they're watching on BBC three and they and they think oh yes I watch that so our younger generations are agnostic to the platform that they're watching they just go after the content so which makes it even more relevant that you you target and be clear about who you're going after but we also have a purpose about the Welsh language as well and, and you can never forget that because at the end of the day we're a public broadcaster that actually has a very unique purpose in, in supporting the language and making the language live and, and reflecting, you know, the, the, the Wales of today.
2: If your reputation, which is uh, very strong um, about producing quality dramas, and, and you alluded to drama being one of three major categories or genres alongside sports and kids, how are you balancing that financial um, consideration around allocation of the budget, given audience and given you know different uh different cost factors across those different genres
1: um I, it, that's just part of your strategy isn't it you set out your focus and where where you want to where you you need to be um you know um we know the drama will bring back will bring in our audience and, and create that reputation for us and and um so you know we, we spend as a team we spend time making sure that our budgets match our content to our strategy and 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 that's just a a piece of our planning and and being quite clear about where your objectives are I think
3: when you when you're looking at your your younger audiences and sorry I'm going back to that because I'm fascinated about this you know you 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 said you've had great success which is brilliant moving down the age group that you're able to target where do these people find the content in your experience? How do you get in touch with them?
1: I think I think social media and you know um y- I have a you have to our commissioning process we we're sort of developing as we're looking at what's happening in the landscape. Your you have to um I think I think your social media and your um sort of how you publish content on the platforms has to go hand in hand with the long form content that you're creating and that's we're just starting that that piece sort of that journey if you like of really thinking about how do we create well I can't think of the English word but how do we create the smaller shorter form content to to support the longer form content and and I'm not saying that we're we're, we're, we're there, but we are really starting to think about that right at the beginning of the commissioning process, um, rather than doing it right at the end, which perhaps traditionally, you know, so uh, changing our processes and our workflows for that is is, is part of this sort of as we change um, and move towards the new uh, new world that we're in.
3: And there's been a lot of discussion around the role of public service broadcasting in in the new world, in the Netflix world, etc. How you've said that you have a very, very strong mission and purpose around the Welsh language, but how are you finding being the CEO of a public broadcaster at the moment?
1: Well, it you know, it's from our perspective, we had a, a really good settlement with the DCMS. They recognised and gave us a bit more money this year in order for us to able to create or, or, or develop our digital platforms and our um, Catch up players and and so on. So you know, I have to say, um, we get really good support from both governments, Welsh government and the DCMS. I think I think some of our challenges that we've become a bit more commercial. Um, so our commercial remit, we're, we're sort of developing that. Um, but you know, we're in a in a very unique place. I think because the language is very much our purpose, and and therefore it's very clear what we've got to do and where we are. Um, And I I actually really enjoy, and I really enjoy that, you know, we're lucky, the DCMS are, we have a good relationship with them. It's fundamental now that the media bill, which we're delighted that the draft has come through, that is so important for a channel like us, because... We don't then, when they decide that you know that we can get the prominence um, and the availability across the, the the new you know from a digital perspective, um, that then secures us not to have to then negotiate against some of the big guys as well. And and you know for somebody like us, that's going to be really hard because we're still quite small and regional, as you say. So so for, for me, the media bill is so welcome, and I just, we just have to hope that that goes through parliament now in the next sort of um, in this session so that the, then we can then start moving forward and, and, and people can find the channel really easily um, you know so yeah but the government is, is very supportive of the Welsh language you know our settlement was based on our mission to help the million speakers. You know getting an understand and the media bill also recognizes uh, minority languages for the first time as well so there's lots of really good stuff in there and, and finally we become a proper PSB in terms of sports rights and our um, so there's lots of really good things in the media bill that actually moves us forward in and, and reflects the world that we're in
2: can I go back again to the which I find a fascinating topic te- technologies and uh and, and and talent, and then as you're looking inside the organisation outwards, and you, you refer to perhaps a digital talent being quite, you know, a bit competitive. It's quite hard to get. Um, mm-hmm. When you th- when you think about that digital uh, side of things, um, are you being swept up positively or negatively with respect to generative AI and how it might augment how it might augment the creative industries? Are you very much on the sort of oh wait and see and uh, and, uh, and and let's let's let let's figure it out as we go along. Where, where do you sit?
1: Yeah, we're never going to be a leader because we don't have the technology or the or the or the resource to do that. Um, but I but I also want to make sure that we're a quick follower. Um, we're catching up now for sure. You know, we're sort of re looking at our. Um, player and making sure the apps go across all the platforms so that piece of work is happening and making sure we're on connected TVs and so on so that part of our technology piece is 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 what the settlement gave us or the additional piece of the settlement gave us in, in January 2022 um, AI I don't know how I feel about that I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm never sure where, well, I was, I, I'll wait I think I'll do the wait and see on that one um, but um, but yeah, but things like, you know, sort of data, we talked about it and, and using data and so on. We, we, you know, you've got to get there, haven't you? You know, um, so yeah, that, that's that's um, that's really critical.
2: So one thing that really does in, uh, enthrall me, intrigue me, uh, because I sit alongside um, uh, partners in the telecommunications side of things. And uh, of course, I'm media and, and technology. And, and it's fascinating that, that, that we've had, I guess spates of excitement, of convergence, and then and then it fizzles out, and then we come back again. So, mm-hmm. I'm really intrigued to know what, what, what in your view now you've sat on both sides, media now and telco, what have you really seen? key and important that you can bring from telco into intermedia. And actually when you think about it, is there any convergence whatsoever? Now you've seen both sides. I,
1: I think the audience are converging it to be honest. Whether whether structurally, you know, when you hear about convergence and, and so on, you know, and I, I lived through all of that in my telecoms career. At the end at the end of the day, and I remember when I worked for um Comcast, which you know I worked for Brian Roberts, who I think is a, an amazing uh, entrepreneur and a businessman and um brian was very clear and very clever when when we were when i was working with him when he bought nbc universal um and moved you know moved the organization to not just be cable but also to be content driven and if you look at for me that's our, our customers i used to say this all the time they don't care the, how they get their content, what pipe they use, whether that's a mobile phone or, or whether it's it's an internet connection. you know, And they're expecting to be able to pass through each one of those. Do you know what I mean? And so f- for me, convergence is about people, the audience getting the content in the way that they want it, on the platform that they want it. And and I think the, the two things are inexper- inextricably linked in the fact that it's just a means to an end whether it's mobile or 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 internet or broadband or fiber or whatever it is, is happening so so the convergence word for for an audience they don't care they absolutely don't care and and I think when your audience led the content will drive you know where they go and and I know that my daughter um went to Ghana on a like a, a year out and it was as important for her or more important perhaps for her to have The internet than it would have been for her to have some other basic stuff that you would think about. So from a younger generation perspective, you know, the fact that they have to be connected, they don't care how, but they need to be connected, is is fun. And I think they'd be more stressed about their internet going down than losing electricity in the house, in my personal opinion, because that's their way with the world. And so I think if that's what you mean by convergence, I think convergence is very much a an industry thing rather than a <laughs> yeah, than the
2: real thing from a customer perspective and,
1: and yeah, real like convergence and real convergence is 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 hindered a little bit by systems because things have built independently but the customer will find their way through that do you know what i mean and um if you look at a, a company like comcast who have converged a lot of the apps now onto their platform is that convergence or is that just consolidate? I, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? You, you just have to make it easy for the customer, in my view, and, and the audience. And, and that if you make it difficult for them, they'll go somewhere else.
3: Talking about the, the audience and, and the fact that they don't care where it comes from. It was really interesting this week, there was the news that HBO Max, was, I don't know if you saw this, was going to be renamed Max. They're dropping the HBO name because Uh, it's not very clear why to be entirely honest with you but i thought it's it's probably linked to the fact that there's a feeling that nobody cares about that even that brand which is a very very strong channel brand in the u.s certainly but even globally i mean do you think channel brands importance is decreasing well i i
1: think you know if, if you look at our our world we we've got S4C which is on the EPG and then you have s click which is what you find on the rail well soon your tv is is connected it's a screen and it's a, a way into your content um soon does it matter that it's click or does it do you know what I mean they're they're accessing s and, and I'm not sure they worry whether it's live or whether it's on the player or or whatever or on YouTube so I think are the brands imp- I not don't, I don't know. You'd ask the younger audience. I'm not sure they think it's that important. I, I I, still think that you determine, you know, do I watch something on HBO? Of course I would because it's, you know, do you know what I mean? So I, I, I think as they get older, younger, I think probably gets less important and it's about the content. But, it, you know, who knows, right? Things change. So <laughs> you, do you know what I mean? Uh, nothing surprises me <laughs> anymore. I, I cannot believe we, we've got so many people who watch sport on YouTube now you know when they could watch it live but they don't they just watch it on youtube and they could watch it being broadcast on tv but they watch it on youtube it's just the way people are going isn't it they just want their sport and 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 whenever they can get it so
2: so Sean, so uh the uh the last question or penultimate question because i'm sure claire has something to say um looking out to 2023 what exciting projects are you really looking for and gunning for and uh, what's on your horizon
1: yeah, well, I think you know we've got we've got sort of two or three big sort of uh, priority genres within um, Esperoac, and um, one of the most exciting things is our drama, and and we know that's a legacy we took um, from from uh, from coming out of Wales. So we're about to launch um, a film fund uh, in partnership with the government, where we will do a call out for three films uh, or three ideas, and then from one of those, we will then create a feature film once a year um, which will go for cinematic release we've literally just launched a film this year about the history of um the channel and how it started and the whole fasting and and so on which we showed at the rts um last week and um you know we we know that we we took that out to the cinema first and there's an appetite in wales for um cinema and the welsh language so good for that so you know the film fund um has been in in talks for about a year so we're, we're good to go now on that which is fantastic um and, and our ambition is um is to win an oscar in five years time and there is no reason why we can't do that in my humble opinion um because if you look at our sister company or and um, the sister not sisters but you know we we work closely with the tj kaha in ireland They literally were at the Oscars in February with A Choir Girl, which was an Irish film in the language. So, you know, don't think it's that um, uh, ambitious of us. So we will go for that. And then we have, of course, the Rugby World Cup coming up. And we will be out there in France for that, cheering on Wales, unashamedly biased in our coverage um, and being really, really proud of being Welsh. Um, and we're looking at having a bit of a festival for the audience in Nantes um, as part of the, the journey um, to the final. Um, we'll cross fingers that Wales gets that far. Um, but we're very ambitious, as, as you would imagine. So that's that's exciting. We have three big dramas coming up as well. Um, one co-production with, um, with um, BBC, BBC. Uh, a drama that was written by the gentleman Ed Thomas that wrote Hinterland. Oh. So, you know, different different genre, not, not quite the same noir or Welsh noir, as they call it, but Celtic noir. But so that's coming up. And then we have some really exciting... Gogglebox will come back and we've got some really exciting um, unscripted, um, a big documentary on the life of Gareth Bale. Um, of course, our hero here in Wales from a football mm-hmm. perspective... Um, And then we we have a a series, we won a broadcast award for um, a documentary um, a couple of months ago. So we've got a few more of those and some big crime, true crime documentaries coming up. So some exciting things. Um, um, And we're going to have um, the new Lego uh, for children, which is another one of our priorities. Um, That's going to be in Welsh in the summer. Um, And Bluey, which is incredibly popular with kids, is also coming out in Welsh as well in the summer. So, um, yeah, so that's a bit of a, a... an overview of where, what we've got coming up
3: wow a really busy year wow <laughs> wow yeah, well we've got to keep we've got to keep our audience entertained in Wales, you know? <laughs> oh, that's not amazing and by the way if you haven't seen the quiet girl it's amazing and if you haven't caught oh, up it, with, it's, it's really really beautiful beautiful yeah. movie yeah uh
1: very well acted. Very well acted as well. I think it's a really, really nice film. Yeah, so, a huge yeah. success.
3: And and hinterland as well. I, I I became a big fan when that when that landed on Netflix. In fact, and I watched it. That's yeah. that's that's really excellent. I'm very excited by all these news.
1: Well, I'm going to do one more plug. Um, if you do want to watch some Welsh drama, we've just launched one on Netflix with um, called Rough Cut. So. If you if you wanna if you wanna watch and that's in the first time ever that we had a drama in Welsh on Netflix but with subtitles. Um and it's not been it's not been done back to back as we call it with English. So we're amazingly proud of that in terms of the fact that Netflix now is, is is picking up some of our authentic content, which is
3: great. Fantastic. Well that's that's that we can sort it, which leads us very nicely on to what we want to finish with, which is Uh, what are you what are you watching on tv or listening etc at the moment I heard you were a huge fan of one of the proudest achievements of the the UK creative industries the archers
1: yeah I'm a huge fan of the archers and have been since I was a a young teenager So yes absolutely that's my uh, quiet uh, guilty passion (laughs) and um, my favorite my favorite dramas on I, I'm a huge fan of West Wing.
3: Wow. Yeah. Um,
1: and that would be yeah. if if, yeah. if you were to say to me, have I got one thing that I'm allowed to watch? Um from a from a drama perspective, that would be uh that would be it. Um I I was very, very pleased that we got Gogglebox Box in Welsh. Um and I must admit, I'm a big fan of Gogglebox. I think the characters that Channel 4 have created and Studio Lambert are just amazing. And um, the casting and the way they do that. But also just the fact that you get to hear what people really think. Um, So good entertainment, but also incredibly, um, you know, sort of from an observation and just learning about the world. I'm a big fan. I was saying I'm a big fan of the podcast that um, Alistair Campbell and Rory Stewart do. That's one of my... um, so those are those would be my must-haves if you like. Um, from a from a, a drama, I, if I if I watch something, it'll be drama. Do you know what I mean? And um, and I can watch sort of some very casual drama, which is entertainment and escapism. To um, but my husband is a big big film um, buff, and so he'll select the right films <laughs> for me to go and see. So that's always good. And then my other passion is the theatre. Um, I went to see last week um one of our uh writers here in wales gary owen is about to write uh, for us as well but he he just had a drama in a play in the national theater called romeo and julie which then has just moved to the sherman theater here in cardiff and um superb one of the best things I've seen for a long long time um so yeah so does that help a bit that's that's a bit of my it's uh, amazing of my
3: lots of things I we're, I'm also a huge fan of the rest of politics I think we're not alone uh so that's that's always a good win. I've 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 got my recommendation for the weekend which I've just started uh in I have to say for, for the first time in a long time laugh out loud at the tv and it's Colin from accounts the new it's an Australian oh. comedy on, it's on the well it's on the iplayer i watched on the iplayer but it is it is genuinely very very funny i would highly recommend it
1: oh good i'm, I'm about to um we watched the first two seasons of ted lasso oh yes um and I've, i i've we, that, that will be our bank holiday weekend watching because the third series is out. So I'll watch only that. the
3: first but half, well, unfortunately. You're gonna have to, you yeah, but, but it's, yeah. Such, yeah.
1: it's such a brilliant, yeah. uh, brilliant piece of work, really. Is yeah. and um, and then over the over the weekend on Esperec, we will have some exciting uh stuff coming up as well. So I'll be watching some of that. We have a, a, a brilliant uh program called Fit Cymru, which is um. A adapt- adaptation of a series that's come over from Ireland but we do that in Welsh and the five people who are changing their lives through losing weight diet um, they're just an amazing amazingly inspirational individuals so I've, I've got hooked to that so that would be also one of my catch-ups over the weekend to get the th- third or fourth episode I think we're on I think we're on the third just to see how their progress but they've just they I, I love program was where somebody really captures the community as well. And, and on this one, uh, one of the guys is a butcher and he's actually changed some of his, um, what he's presenting to sell to the customers based on his experience going through losing weight. So it's just really lovely to see the community engagement that we can create in Wales by, by some of our programs. So that's, that should be fun. Hey.
3: There you go. I think that's great. So, Maureen, do you have anything to put up to recommend? Have you
2: watched anything fun recently? Um, well, I'll pick up on the theatre. I'll pick on the theatre aspect, um, which I like. So, and, and this is an unashamedly big plug for my, my nephew, who's ah. come out of uh, musical theatre. He is starring in Forty Second Street. Oh, um, amazing. At the as Wells. So I get a sneak peek ah. at one of the rehearsals at the weekend. So ah. I, will see, I will see him in June. And he doesn't yet know that I've purchased ah. a ticket. So he'll be surprised when he sees me in the, in the audience afterwards. So, yeah. So that's a, that's a, that's a plug. That is a Have, lovely plug. Well, no, you. how
1: fantastic. Yeah. Good luck yeah. to him. I hope it goes yeah. well. It's a great
2: show as well. Yeah.
3: Brilliant. It is yeah. amazing. Well, I think that concludes our podcast. Thank you so much, Anne, for for joining us and for sharing your experience and what's going on and, you know, some of your recommendations as well. It's uh, it's been really a brilliant
1: pleasure. Oh, and a pleasure for me. Thank you for having me. It's been uh, a real delight. So thank you so much.
0: And if you catch up with Gareth Bale, do um, thank him for all the times <laughs> uh, entertainment he's given us at uh, Tottenham. Uh, wonderful, wonderful you know play. He,
1: he's well. He's also an amazing guy. You oh, know good. to to do what to do what he did for Wales, and um, y- you know he's really inspired. Um, the Welsh um and, and his hum- humility as well, and just how he's been. You know, we do a lot with the FAW in Wales, and he's always talked about that he's good to the young players and brings them along and helps with his experience. And you just love to hear that, don't you? Do you know what I mean? And he's a proper family man and putting a lot of money back into Wales as well, which is really good. He's opened two businesses in Wales and. um you know good on him so, and still
0: with his yeah, childhood sweetheart enough. i think if i uh, if i know right he, he is he is, yeah. he is
1: indeed yeah and and he and um aaron ramsey who's the other oh, yeah. big player for wales Colleen ramsey his wife does a program for us on cooking yeah. um and because she speaks welsh but they're another very natural humble family she has no nannies she stayed in wales you know and and it's just lovely to hear do you know what i mean when you hear some of them the Noise that all this money does for some of these people, so, yeah. It's good, very nice. Oh. We're going to miss him, Gareth Bale, now through to the next bit. So he's retired, so.
0: yeah. No, sadly, okay. after those World Cup erikes, that's brilliant. So, uh, that's that's the end. So, uh, um, uh, we uh will wrap up now. Bye, Maureen, for now.
2: Thank you. Goodbye.
0: And bye, Claire, for now. Goodbye. And of course, again, uh, thanks from all of us, John. That was brilliant. I was just listening uh, to your words of wisdom and absorbing them with a fascinating story and good luck in your mission uh, to culturally change a country, which uh, I think is sad. Well,
1: I don't know whether I'm only a small... A small cog in the in very. There's lots of people in Wales doing that <laughs> well, which is
0: really nice. Well but. good luck to you and thanks very much for spending the time and uh, letting us know what you're up to. You're very
2: welcome.
0: A pleasure. Next episode is our anniversary one and um, so we're looking forward to that. We'll have been going a year but in the meantime it's bye from Warren and Claire. Another big thank you for Sean and we'll see you next time. Bye bye.